This is Bernard Curry, Bernie Curry, otherwise known as uh, Jake Stewart from Wentworth. You are listening to The Slot, and it is awesome. Hey, welcome to The Slot. It's disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing, and there are going to be spoilers. So if you've got kids around, pop us in your ears. And if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go away, watch the show, and come back later. We're always going to be here, and we're always going to be free. We're not associated with Wentworth, Fremantle, or Foxtel. We're just some fans talking about a show that we love, and our opinions are our own. Stay slotty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Slot. It's your girl here, Hannah, and Al. Say hi, Al. Hello, bonjour. Oh, that's very good. Thank you for coming <laughs> back to listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. We had a very special guest, one of my good mates called David. He's in a band called The Engagement. This episode, we'll be listening to, well, not listening. Well, you'll be listening to us talking about episode seven, Battle Lines. So what did you think about it, um, Al? I can't, like my overriding kind of take from this episode is is Pam Rabe is fantastic. Um, oh, well, always fucking, has been, so. Fucking hate Joan. Um, and yes, it's Joan. Um, but Pam Rabe is amazing. I thought she was brilliant in this episode. She was. There was a certain part when she was coming out from the odd and um you know before the women jumped on her calling her the freak and before lou saved her she just looked so decadent and so posh and so elegant how is it when she was in a tracksuit she just had that awe about her i was just like gosh but also like, like a goddess her hair is grayer she's looking really vulnerable like that physical acting she's looking really really vulnerable she's amazing i thought i i was just in awe of her seriously i was like wow this woman is just wonderful she's just lovely and of course i'm being biased because pamela rabe is one of my favorite actresses i must say i want to put that on record right now thank you so but but, wasn't there a part where um (laughs) i thought it was so cute where it looked like um, Joan wanted to kiss Vera. Oh, yes. When she was, um, when Vera was leaning over and being like, um, nobody believes your shit. Yeah, nobody <laughs> believes your shit. Like, yeah. I have to say. It looked like, like she wanted to, and to be honest with you, I actually wanted them to kiss. Isn't that wrong of me? But to me, I thought that salt and pepper uh, hair made her look like a goddess. She looked and that she was a, a demon that fell from grace. Oh, no, 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 she was a goddess that fell from grace. Now she's a demon, right? See, I felt it made her look more vulnerable. She looked, um, I don't want to say she looked older because she actually physically didn't look older. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Pam Ray, but she doesn't age, mind you. None of them, fucking <laughs> I need to age. find her secret. None of them age in Australia. That I think there's something true. in the water. She didn't look older, but she looked more. Just more vulnerable, just more like, oh, I don't know, fragile. That's the word I'm choosing. To she, use. to I me, know. looked quite exotic and she looked very decadent and lovely, I have to say. But I do want to have a shout out for Sammy. Um, oh, God. She yes, is she one of the. Amazing. <laughs> she, she was uh, one well, of. Um, what One the of the extra inmates who actually has her own podcast 
uh, 80s podcast that she's got going on. She was high as a kite. Yes, and we have an episode that we've recorded with her that is coming up soon. So Yes, and also Catherine Grinlaw, one of the original members of Wentworth. She was there from season one. She was also high as a kite too, but Sammy was the one who took the, the, the prize as the best high as a kite individual ever. And what were they doing? Were they actually flying a kite? Like what, what, what were they trying to do on that? They were high as a kite because Lou has brought drugs into Wentworth now. In a very clever way as well, thanks to Mari. Yes, thanks to Mari. But everybody knows that drugs are being brought in and Allie knows and I highly doubt Allie's going to do anything about it because now Allie is so focused on the freak that it's not funny. Yeah. Um, but did They you- call me the freak. The hatred is so visceral. Yeah, but they call I me like the that. freak. That was such like that whole scene in, with the freak in in Doctor Miller's office was such a huge throwback to like the early seasons of the freak. Because um, she said Along the line, with "the goldfish." Yeah, she said the line, "They call me a freak" previously, and then when she's like looking in yeah. that broken mirror, do you remember? Mm-hmm. And yeah, then there's the goldfish swimming it. around in the tank. Yeah, loved it. Loved the parallel. So I, I thought that was interesting. Yes, but wouldn't have it been so much better if Bridget was the one who was interviewing Joan? But then again, we know it would be some type of bias going on there. I mean, we do say this. I mean, I say we, you do say this every episode. Like, yes, it would be fantastic. <laughs> but I genuinely think Dr. Miller's there for a reason. Oh, yeah. He's got to be like, he's so creepy. Well, actually, I have to admit he wasn't creepy this episode. He was genuinely concerned for his patient, which one creepy. should be. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point no. because he wants to help Joan. Now, I'm wondering, since we're talking about amnesia, all of these bad things supposedly that Joan does not remember, or Cat, Cat, sorry. Um, if you had amnesia, and you were one of those, if you were in Joan's shoes, Cat's shoes, sorry, would you want to have your memory back to remember all of the evil things that you've done? I mean, like she's obviously okay, right? For the purposes of the statement I'm about to make. Right, right. Joan is Kath. I don't necessarily believe that, mm-hmm. but for the purposes of this statement, yes. If I was Kath and had been told that I wasn't Kath and actually I'd done all these horrific things, but nobody told me what those horrific things were, I would want to know. I want to know what I was capable of. Well, I'm quite the opposite, actually. If I was that evil being and now I'm me. I don't know necessarily if I want to go back to being that evil being. And that's another reason why I think Joan is Kath's alternate ego and Kath is really Kath and Joan is her split personality. Yeah, I kind of see the pros and cons of kind of knowing versus not knowing. Um, But I still don't believe that Kath is real. I do. And I think probably after that incident and encounter between Kath and Allie, that perhaps she has juggled her brain a bit 
and she may have remembered something going forward. Okay, so there's two points for me outside of the conversation with Vera, because I think the conversation with Vera could be taken two ways. So I'm not going to talk about that. But when she went into the yard and she shook Lou's hand, she wiped her hand. That's a very Joan thing, right? And then she caught the eyes of Ali and went to scan past and then went back to Ali. She recognized her. Mm -hmm. And there was some sort of like click in her brain. And it didn't look like she was scared of Ali. It looked like she was like, I've got my eyes on you. I know who you are. I'm getting to you. So I think that Joan is still very much there. I don't, I think Kath is a front. I still think Kath is a front. On the contrary, I believe she did see Ali and she's like, she kind of looks familiar, but I don't remember where I remember this person. Mm. That's how I felt from there. Now, as for the hand with Lou, that could have been a reflex because who's to say that Kath herself wasn't a germaphobe as well? Well, I mean, they're the same person, aren't they? Yes, but you see... I'm not a I'm I'm not an expert on multiple personalities, but each particular personality has their own quirks. I mean, kind of like end, if 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 yeah. we're going down that road, if Joan were the you know she's the dominant personality and she's the germaphobe, then perhaps maybe Kath isn't, but there could be a possibility that both of them are germaphobes due to their upbringing. Who knows? I think even if we are going down the like multiple personality dissociative dissociative identity disorder route, um, you will have a, I mean, I'm not an expert on it either. So do not take this as fact, but it makes sense to me to have like a common thread throughout all the personalities, right? Because when personality forms, my understanding of dissociative identity is my understanding of dissociative identity disorder is very kind of bitty. But my understanding is that it happens when the personality is forming. As a personality is forming, like trauma happens and it breaks off into separate personalities and personas and becomes different people. So it makes sense to have like a common thread. So your point about it being like partially Kath, partially Joan, I, I would agree with. All right. But that that's just where I, I see it. And this is that's the great... I see it. This is what makes this storyline fantastic is that it isn't clear cut and that it can be right. seen in either way and it causes these debates. The writers yes. are good. They're good. They're good at the job. Oh yeah. That's what they get paid to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're we're enjoying every bit of it, let me say. Very much so, especially what's going on right now. So um Mari, oh Lord, I oh, I have to say Mari. it again. But Miss Porter Oh, so lovely. I have never wanted to give Mari a hug more. Yes, we'll have to hug her. No, I want to, I want to, no, I want to hug Mari. I've hugged Susie Porter. I think she's a fantastic lady, but I want to hug Mari. Like right now, I'm just like, do you know what? After all the shit you've done, after everything you've put everybody through, you're, you're getting there. 
And I hope this is the real Mari that we're seeing. No, no, I think it is. I, I mm. personally believe that this is the real Mari. I know she has to try and, you know, survive now. Yeah. Because everybody probably wanted to kill her at one point. But I think she can ride under the radar because there are other big fish that they're going after now since Jones Kath fish. is back. Yeah. Yes. Goldfish. Um, you know, I think she'd already paid her price. I think after what Ali did to her, last week she's okay the only obstacle she may run into right now is Lou because of the relationship between her and Reb but other than that I think Mari's all right yeah but I think like with this the the statement of like when they were talking about the um the cut in the profits for the LSD stuff and she said um 20 for her 20 for Reb 20 for her 20 for Reb I think Lou actually was like Mm, okay i respect you and i think there's that i think there's something building between mari and lou in a negative or positive way in um in a mutual way i think that um lou is seeing that mari respects reb and that mari is looking out for reb and she's like as long as the relationship stays like that that's okay i don't know I think Lou doesn't trust Mari. Yeah, I don't and think she's she trusts afraid. her, but I think, she's, uh, I think she's kind of hoping that that's where the relationship kind of stays. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I yeah, no, no, I know what you mean, but um, knowing Lou, I don't, you know, Lou's very insecure, so I'm not sure yeah, where that's going to go. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm not sure where that's going. So, um Mari meets Joan and she doesn't believe that Joan, uh, not Joan, I'm sorry, Kath. She doesn't believe Kath is Kath. She believes that Kath is pretending because she did make that statement that sometimes, you know, I wish sometimes I could forget yeah. you know, all the things that she's done in the past. So, which it's true. I mean, sometimes we do some shit and it's just like, I just wish I could forget it. But of course, society is not going to let that happen. Yeah, we all, every we single saw. human being makes mistakes. Okay, we might not kill multiple people and, you know, be Joan Ferguson, but we all make mistakes that we want to forget. And I can't remember my point. Yes, but there are some <laughs> people who won't let us forget, will they now? Mm. Mm-hmm. And as we can see that in present day society right now. So, but we're not going to get political here. But, but what <laughs> we are going to do is talk about Ali getting Joan in the bathroom, which was cute that Mari was telling Ali, oh, don't do this. And Ali's like, leave us. Yeah. Because you could see Ali is like a bull. And when she sees jo- um, Kath, she sees red. And that's all she sees. So I also want to point out that she reminded Kath, a.k.a. Joan, that uh, she killed B. She tried to hotshot her. She killed Iman, you know, and lastly, she reminded her about cutting out Juice's uh, tongue. Yeah. What she forgot to mention was that not only did Joan get those guys, she also killed Simone. She also killed Jessica. Yeah. She lied on Will. But does anybody she got know that she Kaz killed? and her people in jail? 
But does she, she got Fletch nearly killed? She yeah. went after Vera. She tried to fuck over Frankie. She got Bridget fired. And that's just a few of the other things I wanted to point out. But does anybody actually know for certain that Joan did all these things? Or do is it only us that viewers as viewers that know? No, no. Frankie did remind her of what she did to Simone and to Jessica. As far as okay. doing her dirty deeds to Will. And, you know, Vera was there when Joan had Bridget leave, forced Bridget yeah. to quit yeah. the first time. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know if Fletch told. Oh, no. Fletch told Will that she tried to kill him. Kaz found out that it was her who lagged on her and not B all this yeah. time you okay, know, through so, Will. So we do, like other people do know. And this is kind yeah. of building up. Ooh, oh God. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a lot. But Ali does fear of what she's becoming because Ali, to me, right now, seems like she's like B when Debbie got killed. All she's thinking about now is revenge, whereas. B just wanted to kill Brayden for killing Debbie. She doesn't yes. care about anything else. What anybody else says, her mind is just on this woman. I have to kill her. And um, Ali said something quite poignant that was a huge flashback to B um, when B was top dog. And I can't remember whether she was talking to Boomer or Ruby, but she said, I don't know who I'm becoming or I'm scared of Boomer. who I'm becoming. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge flashback to the the Bea's top dog just before she sacrificed herself um, to the freak. You sure she sacrificed herself? She just wanted the freak to kill her because she had nothing else left to live for. Well, yeah, she sacrificed herself. She thought Ali was dead. She was like, I've come to the pinnacle of top dog. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison. Like, the, the only thing I need to make sure of is that the freak goes down for everything she's done and the only way I can do that is to take for her to take my life the ultimate sacrifice it was like Romeo and Juliet but in prison speaking of of Romeo and Juliet what's going on with Anne and Will I'm wondering about that so I told you she's very unprofessional she should be removed from her position immediately I'm not gonna lie what was that about I'm not I'm 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 really good on Will for like pulling away and like maintaining professionalism and not bringing it up and stuff yeah, like thank that. God, because like, if he went and slept with her, I'd be like, oh, you know what? You remember when you told me that you were my favorite? You were no longer my favorite anymore. I just detest you. I ship it. Oh, no. I ship it. No, 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 no. If Will can't be. You know who I'd ship? I'd ship Joan and Ant. <laughs> Oh no. Oh. Oh no. No. Oh yes. No. Yes. No. No. Let's see who'd be the dominant one, right? I could just see it now. Oh my god, it'd just be a wrestle. She's all in leather and she's got oh, that god. whip. Oh no. The images that you clean that. That's dirty. Clean that. Use your tongue. <laughs> how, oh, like, how can I scrape my brain out of my head? <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrible. I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving swiftly oh. on. 
Um, can we please change the subject before I die? Uh, oh, we will stick on it. I mean, she didn't have yeah, that yeah. much to do. However, um, she was on the, the way that she the brushed time. off the concerns of Will and Vera, mm-hmm. which is typical of anybody in management from my experience so far in my life. And it, I'm not very pleased about it. But she was wonderful as she claims it's not in the budget, we have to do this, and it, that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, I was really resentful of all of that. That's why I'm not really much a, an Anne fan. However, the actress that's playing Anne, she's brilliant because she just plays it to a T. She's wonderful in Yes. Yes. And, you know, for her to want Kath in general, mm. I mean, don't you even listen to these people? They're telling you that this is a mistake. It's a mark of a good actor for to be to have your character so viscerally hated. It means that you're you're playing that character well. So oh, I'd like yeah, to give wonderful. props to Jane Hall for playing Anne because oh yeah, she is fantastic. And when I say I hate Anne, I do hate Anne. Doesn't mean I hate Jane. I think she's fantastic. That's oh nice. yes, no, no. Well, it, it the same could be said about the freak too, right? Yeah, exactly. I just like adore everybody her. knows I love Pamela Ray, even though lady. I'm slightly intimidated by her because I'm sorry, but I'm like four <laughs> foot two and she's like eight foot five, and um, she is beautiful and so. Wait a minute, are you really four foot two? You're that short? <laughs> no, not four foot two. I'm... I'm fine. Yeah, you are actually thinking about you. I'm not four foot two. I should not have said that. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm very short. Wondering. Um, yes, she is are. very tall um, and she mm. commands a room. As soon as Pamela Rabe walks into a room, yes, she has that room captivated. That's why I find her intimidating, not because True. of anything bad. Um, I see. But yeah, my point is. Fabulous actors, both of them fabulous actors, Jane Hall and Pam Rabe. But Jane uh, Anne Reynolds, she needs to fucking listen for one. But do do you not think like there's part of me that thinks there's something else behind this? I feel that there's either either she's got another agenda or there's something. Well, she wants to make herself look better. That's typical corporate attitude. That's how every manager is. They yeah, don't care what the people below them think. They want to do what they need to do to make themselves look better so that they can either get promoted, but show that, oh, this, that, news. and then they can move up in corporate. Surely she's read the fucking news. She knows how dangerous Joan is. Like, there's got to be another reason. It doesn't matter. Mm. No, I don't think so. I think she just either she wants to make herself look good or before all of this went down with Vera saying, well, he commands the respect of almost everybody there. They'll walk with him. She thought that she could get rid of him and that would be the end of it. I have to say. But it didn't work out that way. Yeah, I have to say absolutely love Vera for doing that. Um, like, oh, as I I've said, Vera. As I've said since episode one of the season, like we are seeing Vera become such a strong and independent woman, something that we've not seen from Vera before. She's always been very vulnerable and we're seeing that come out in her and I'm loving every second of it. And when she said that she would go too, I was like, bam, this is the Vera that has been building up for this, for all these seasons. 
Yes. Our experience counts for absolutely nothing, according to Will, because Anne just sidesteps everybody and whatever she says goes. Anne is... Actually, I used to work with somebody who was like that, and they're just nauseating. You know, you can't can't have an institution where it's a dictatorship. It just doesn't work that way. You know, you don't command respect that way. You command respect by respecting your peers and those who work under you. That's basic common sense, something that's lacking in that institution at this moment. Because, I mean, look at Linda. Linda's just lost it. How dare she do what she did to my boomer? I'm going to take it back to the seizure. I think it's some sort of PTSD. I also think that, like coinciding with PTSD the fact that she is also deputy governor makes her feel like she has this power to exert force unnecessarily maybe um but it's possible she doesn't know how to handle power yes yeah and I think couple that with being just shit scared you've got this kind of like toxic um, situation where she's just gonna use force at every opportunity but boomer bless her I just like because it's it's just she always gets it doesn't she like her mum everybody she always gets the shit actually boomer now has done a complete reversal because from season one she was the bruiser mm-hmm. now she's the one getting abused she is very much growing and I'm loving to see her yeah. grow. She's becoming Liz. Yeah. So one of my, one of my, um, well, since we're on Boomer, we should continue with Boomer. So imagining Booms and Gavin in chocolate just put a dirty damp on my mind and I begin to not like chocolate anymore. Okay. So how sad um, was it when she was describing how she looks and she was describing Ali and she was looking at Ali as if to be like, Ali is like the perfect person. And this person wouldn't like me if I looked like me. They will only like me if I look like Ali. And I just think that is heartbreaking for someone to feel like that. It is heartbreaking, but I'll tell you that's how society is, unfortunately. I mean, we all all feel like, and I think every single person in the world feels that they could, they wish they could look more like this or, or wish they could change their appearance in some way. And it's completely normal, but the fact is it shouldn't be. Um, I just, I like the fact that they've brought this into prison because this is not necessarily where you'd see this kind of issue, I think. And it's an important issue that we need to address. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it can go on many levels. She described herself as a tall, but not too tall, um, thin, very fit, bikini model blonde. All these stereotypes of what society deems as beautiful and yes i just i i don't know i just stopped at that point and i kind of thought this is heartbreaking that you know it's it's not just a teenage girl that feels like that 
it's a fully grown woman who is behind bars that feels like that. And she's not the only one. There are no. many women who feel that way, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, and this is how, and it's sad. Yeah. And this is how our media and social media is the worst, but this is how our media wants us to feel because it sells these ideals of beauty and it's untrue. Yes, it is. But for the most part, if you talk to certain individuals, this so-called beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It doesn't fly too well with the majority of the masses. Well, I just want to say to um, any young people out there, or even, fuck it, anybody out there, that if, like, somebody doesn't like you for what's between your ears, they're not worth it. Just walk away. Yeah, that's true. I've always been that way. So let's let's move on to somebody else, because I could talk about this situation with boomer and that one second phone call for hours so let's move on um and i think we should go on to ruby next yes we'll move on to ruby but i have to do my famous quote i mean i said a couple of famous quotes but this one was very good ask judy assange assange sorry (laughs) yes and the thing is you said that in a couple of episodes ago of the podcast, which is more proof that either you're a time traveler. No, I just have no life. So I watch a <laughs> lot, a lot of shows. <laughs> and after watching a lot of shows, sometimes you get to see a pattern and you're like, okay, yeah, hmm, makes sense. Okay, fair. Yeah, fair. that's all. Remember, I'm, I'm unemployed. So, so yeah, let's talk about Rubes. Kangaroo Bee fucked up her parole. Okay. Um, well not on her not through her own fault but mm. we don't know where Rita is we didn't see any of Rita this episode so we don't know where she is we don't know if Ruby knows of what's going on I'm guessing no um we don't know if Ruby's parole has been like we truly don't know whether Ruby's parole has been fucked up um but we do know that her allyship allyship to Ali oh I need to come up with a better word her loyalty to Ali is still very very much there because she was willing to go with Boomer along with what Judy said because oh god and oh what an idiot she was there well the thing is I you do well I'm uh, I don't know what to say about Kangarubi this episode I do know she really pissed off Ali a lot so there must be some feelings there still. I'm sure it's probably just feelings of friendship now. Ali was really angry with her. I think if you've ever been in love with somebody, there's always going to be, even if you have a great friendship. Well, yeah, there'll be a piece there going on. Something. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, <laughs> Ali didn't know the extent of what was going on. Uh, and Ruby didn't tell her. So Ali is in the dark. So Ali is like extremely angry at Kangarubi right now because she's angry at herself because she doesn't feel like herself. She's becoming something she doesn't want to become. After and what she did to that, Mari. Yeah. After what she did to Lou. But the fact that Ruby kind of like this worry about Ruby getting killed made her do that to Mari I think that is scaring her as well not that she is capable of that but like what does this mean to her feelings towards Ruby yeah does that make sense yeah it does 
But then again, she could have used that as an excuse as well, because as Maria had told her last episode, you you hate me or you're mad at me because you still love me. Yeah, and I think that Ali's trying to understand like her feelings towards other people in general. Um, I think she doesn't. I think Ali has come from a place where she never really knew or she's learning that she never really knew what love was. I think she's just learning that now. And she's like, I don't understand these feelings. And she's got to reevaluate every single feeling she has currently and has ever had towards anybody. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up there. Back up, back up, back up. Because the, 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 the B fans are going to kill you. What do you mean she never knew what love was? Wasn't she in love with B? No, I think she was in love with B, but I think she's got this, she's come to this point where she's like, she doesn't, she's never been able to separate the feeling of love from the feeling of safety. So Mm. she's never, and she's like, I don't know who I've been in love with. Because I think she was genuinely in love with Ruby as well. And I think she was genuinely in love with Mari. But the fact that she cannot, piece apart those feelings because she's always been so reliant on the person that she's been in love with except for ruby i think she's having this crisis basically i got you identity crisis yeah she doesn't know who she is anymore and, and the thing is if you were thrust into that position of top dog um and you you just shot your ex-girlfriend in the leg you'd shot someone else between the eyes wouldn't you be having an identity crisis? Like, this is the most normal thing that's going on in Wentworth at the moment, I think. Well, I mean, you you have to know what Top Dog is all about. It's not that easy. Um, Going from a little weakling who depends on or who's attracted to strong women to now having to become a strong woman yourself, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get things done. Because right now, as Will had said, that Ali's power has been marginalized because of what's going on. I mean, she was removed from the laundry. Lou was just doing drugs all over the place in her face. I mean, isn't she anti-drug? Because B was anti-drug and she should be anti-drug too because she used to be a drug addict herself. You know what I mean? But she's just letting Lou run rampant with all of that. I mean, it's kind of like a slap in the face. And now you got Mari who she thought killed her best friend. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of pressure Mm. that she's under. And I kind of understand that it's a lot. And then now having somebody who you thought you got rid of coming back because in her mind, is she coming back to kill her again or kill the people she cares about? Is she going to come after Ruby? You know what I mean? Or Boomer? You know, because she said she will get anybody who stands in her way, even though she can't remember. Mm. So, and and on top of that, she has other enemies. What if, you know, Kath aligns herself with Lou? Because right now Lou can protect her, even though Lou didn't really want to. But, you know, she has no choice because she's doing it for Reb. You know, and, and the fact that outside in the public where everybody was, she just stood there and... Lou came out there, shook her hand, told everybody to shut up, and she commanded their respect. They all shut up. So how does that make her look as a top dog? 
Yeah, so I so um, Will said something really interesting to Anne about the fact that removing Ali from the laundry room had lost some of her power as top dog. And then we saw that reinforced when Lou commanded respect of the entire yard. Like I, I am genuinely confused at who is the real top dog. I know Ali is top dog in the name of top dog, but who is top dog. And I think the prisoners are, I think we're supposed to feel like that because I think the prisoners are confused as well. And I think maybe Ali is also confused. And then Lou is like, uh, have I got this power? Have I not? Do I want this power? Do I not? It's all very, it's all very clever on the side of the writers. Um, but I'm fucking confused. I want Mari to be top dog. Yeah. Who do I want to be top dog? I'm not sure. Mari. Uh, I think she's tired. I think Lou would be the best top dog. I, uh, I don't know. Lou is top dog material. I mean, she's been top dog before. She knows how it works. She's top dog material. However, she's a danger to the women. And I, she's a dangerous individual. I wouldn't want her as top dog. Sorry. I'd rather have Mari as top dog. Okay. Lou is not. No, she's dangerous. I mean, the woman burned down a goddamn place for. I mean, she and Joan are best friends. You know what I mean? You don't know what Lou is capable of. Well, I know what Lou is capable of. So, mm. some other quotes I'd like to read, which I forgot. You're a fucking coward, and it must be fucking nice to walk away. And you're lucky you got choices. You yep. said that. Ali. Ali was angry at Will for breaking his promise to um, deny the freak access to General. And I felt like I was like with Ali on that. 100% I was with her on that. Like, I was like, I get it. Me too. Like, but also I felt sorry for Will because literally Will had zero power. Like, this is all Anne. And his only Mm -hmm. power move is to walk away. Which Anne had to renege because she didn't want to lose half of her staff. That's basically what it was. And she didn't want to lose Vera. She wants Will gone. That's that's the bottom line. I mean, she even said to herself, oh, maybe it's for the best. That's what she really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, but she didn't realize the respect he had with his peers. I mean, the only people who would probably be there would be Linda <laughs> and Rick, which I don't know his <laughs> name in the... in the. Oh, come on. Peter Webber. Maybe some of the extra... But other than that, they'd all be gone. Peter Webber still be there. She didn't give a shit about anything. No, she wouldn't. She would leave. Mm. Right? Isn't that right, Lucia? I'm sorry, but come. We come love you. Up. Peter Webb doesn't give a flying shit. She doesn't care. As long as she gets paid at the end of the day, she's like, I don't give a shit what happens. Are you serious with half a staff? She yeah. wouldn't be there. She's smarter than that. Although she did let Frankie and the freak get away. That's fine. No, nah, she's she's you know she nah. she she um she knows danger when she sees it. No, no, no. Peter Webb would be. She'd be like, oh, this is a chance for yes, you to you be would, Officer Webb. You know it. Go- so, deputy Governor. She would be because like, this is Linda my... will be Governor. She'll be deputy, deputy Governor. I don't think the the 
the risks are too much more than the rewards. I want to see that. that. I want to see that power couple as governor and deputy governor, Linda Webb made. That's what I want to see. I know they've torn down the set now, but I would pay really good. And then maybe what's his name might stay. Jake might stay just to see what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. So he can keep an eye on Kath. He might stay. But that's about it. Everybody else would be like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. (laughs) Right. So the last person we didn't talk to because we wanted to save the best for last. Mm -hmm. And that would be Judy. Mm-hmm. And that's where the battle lines lie. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Judy Assange will be extradited to the states. Yep. Uh, she wanted to call her father, but you know that didn't happen, and she did her little protest. Well, she did call. Oh, she did do so. And I, I, you know what? I really thought Linda was going to hit her when she was lying on the floor. I was like, oh my god, please do not cross that line. Okay, she I mean- didn't. She pulled the Frankie on her. Judy is evil. Judy is evil. Okay, so we want to talk about that because I did say that there was something about her because when she wanted to do that whole waterboarding thing to Mari, I knew like, oh, this one right here. But Mm. she's a very smart girl. However, this episode shows that she is actually a spoiled brat. Yeah. And the conversation that she had with her father actually supports my theory now yeah yes it seemed like she may have been neglected like daddy wasn't around don't know where mommy was but supposedly she was daddy's little girl and he wanted to steer her the right way but Mm -hmm. what is the right way i'm not quite sure what the right way is and she you know she seems to stand up for justice but is it justice where she gets her way or is it justice for all because there are two different types of justices you know and this would be really interesting to know and i hope that they do delve more into um what judy's done in order to get there and these secrets that she has leaked you know are they you know is she is she seeing the big picture which i hope she is or is she quite a a spoiled brat individual as you've described and seeing a narrower picture the reason why i say she's the spoiled brat is because once she did her business on Anne, she says she doesn't know she lost it and she's not the enemy here um I think- and when she went back and told Anne, you must be such a disappointment after Anne was the one who turned around and told her that because daddy wouldn't save her and it just clicked in her mind like perhaps her father may have told her that before in the past yeah or somebody in her family because you don't just get triggered off of something like that when just one odd individual tells you that even though you may not like them something else may have happened to you in your past that triggers you to just go off like that yeah and i think that um there's something there's something about her that she snaps and she is more than willing to use others like Boomer and Ruby. Well, that's what rich spoiled people do. They they use other people to do their bidding. I think the overriding thing of Judy is that she thinks that she can pay her way out of everything and that daddy will pay her way out of everything and that's not true. And when she doesn't get her way, she doesn't 
actually know how to handle herself. You know, as soon as she realised, oh, this is a question I had, actually. Do you do you think she knew that Anne was going to walk in there instead of Linda? No. She only knew it at the last moment when she saw the paper. And this was after Anne told her, you are such a disappointment. Because remember, she had told Boomer that we don't need Linda anymore because she got her phone call. Yeah, but then her phone call went wrong. So I was wondering if she knew uh, she changed her kind of tactic to to mark Anne because Anne had been like, you must be such a disappointment. No, but she saw the little note on Anne's desk. So she knew it was going to be Anne. She actually knew it was going to be Anne. Oh, she knew it was going to be Anne. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm asking. I'm like, that's why she lied to the others. Yeah. That's why she lied to the others and said that she didn't get her phone call. Okay, this makes so much sense now. I hate Judy. Not as much as I hate Anne, but I She scares me, I can tell you that much. She's scared. <laughs> I mean, I would not like to be in the vicinity of her at all. Me either. I wouldn't want to get on her wrong side. She is scary. And it would be interesting to see if something should happen between her and Lou. She could genuinely be a match. One question that I wanted to ask, what do you think is Anne's fate? Because we saw her on the floor unconscious and then being rushed out after Ruby, maybe Ruby, slipped a note under the... Ruby lagged, yes. I mean, what's going on with this whole lagging? I thought it was a bad thing to do. But Lou lags, Ruby lags, uh, Boomer lags, and there's no repercussion for this. What's going on? What happened to Wentworth? They're going down. We're seeing the dynamic completely change, aren't we? Yes. So I don't know what's happening here. I'm Mm. quite disappointed. But what do you think Anne's fate is? Well, I think that new character is probably going to come in finally. Oh, for fuck's (laughs) sake. Yeah, what do you you think has happened to Anne? Do you think she's going to be okay? Yeah, she'll be all right. I mean, she did knock her head pretty badly, so she probably has a, a phase two concussion, perhaps. She may have some broken ribs, yeah, but that's about it. Whether or not she remembers who said what they said to her, I'm not sure. But it'd be absolutely hilarious if she woke up in the hospital and she was like, please call me Joan Ferguson. My name is Joan Ferguson. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that would be great. I want that to happen. God, that's horrible. But some type of um, alteration to her personality would be nice for the better part of it. If she See, would become a little bit more nice, uh, that'd be nice. In reality, I think that she's going to remember bits. And I think the bits she's going to remember are either Boomer's voice or Ruby's voice. And she's not going to remember Judy. Yeah, possibly. Mm. But I would like to say, starting to wrap this up now, how amazing did Vera look as she was running down that hall? (laughs) Yeah. I have no words. She looked amazing. We'll end with Vera and an appreciation with Vera. However, I do have some where are they now stuff. Awesome. That we should discuss. I don't know if anybody remembers um, B's husband, but Harry. his name is Jake Ryan. But October 8th, a movie he's going to be in called Savage will be out. It's an Australian movie, so check it out. I'm he, a savage. He put on a lot of weight for that and he bulked up. He looks like the Hulk or something like that. He looks good. So check it out, Savage. Um, Juicy Lucy is in this um, YouTube movie called Legends. 
Uh, they tried to bring Sally it over here to, to the States, but, you know, yeah, ca- um, COVID happened. Mm. Uh, also, September is gynecological awareness for cancer and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, in case you didn't get your gyne check, please do that now. Yes. Also this month, I really want to point out that this is Hispanic Heritage Month and uh, there's also prostate cancer. So please go get your prostates checked. It's a little pinch here and there. It won't hurt you. Don't worry. It's also Childhood Cancer Month, Ovarian Cancer and Blood Cancer Month. To all of those who have beat cancer or in remission, more power to you. I'm behind you. What people could do is uh, if they want to donate to Miss Upton's... Um, gynecological cancer awareness, they can go to savethebox.org.au and they can donate if they'd like. Excellent. If you're in the States, you can go to cancer.org and that has all the different cancer uh, organizations that you can donate to on your own. And I tell you what, um, if you donate to any of these charities um, in the next week or so send us a message on instagram and we'll give you an instagram shout out we'll shout out your instagram handle on the podcast all right everybody have a great week uh stay slotty tell your friends about us follow us give us a review we love those well thanks guys we'll see you next week love you all see you later Bye. bye point my life has reached though no what point that's wines out of a box